nobody like this You ain't seen nobody like this You hear my sound all over town singing Good evening and welcome to uh, the high school edition of uh, SA Soccer Roundtable. My name is Harry. I'm a little bit sore. I'm a little bit tired. I put in, what, well, we did three yards of dirt and a pallet of grass, so I'm not used to that. <laughs> I don't think you'll be able to help at Toyota Field putting the grass. <laughs> if I have my black on black, you know, kit here, hey, you know, I, you know, and I joked around with the, one of the, uh, one of the guys from uh, El Paso on that I was like, you know, it would have been uh, Toyota Field if I'd had my black on black kit, but that's a different show uh, for that here. So, uh, but that was a successful night for San Antonio, but we're here to talk about the high school kids uh, last week, right? Yeah, this is the last week. I think the final games are next. There's a couple of leg games on Monday depending on i know for one district and then possible you know playing games or seating games before the district uh, certification on tuesday the on the 22nd or the i mean wednesday on the 22nd i know tuesday on the 22nd so normally we go through my essay uh, to kind of verify the stats because uh, uh, uil pushes you know pushes the max preps However, not everybody does max preps, especially if you get down in the Corpus Christi. It seems like Corpus Christi down down in the Valley area. Some do, some don't. So we're going to kind of go through and uh, take a sneak peek at the brackets uh, with the best information that we could. Um, Coach, welcome. What's going on, guys? Uh, we're starting the show as uh, whining about how tired and sore I am already, but you know that's. <laughs> oh, from the gr oh, <laughs> your means you you failed at your job. You're supposed to have your the kids are supposed to do all the hard work, man. I tried, and I, I I could see my I could see me being in my you know my dad's role when you know especially my son where he's got that smirky you know half pace. Da, 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 and he knows he's doing it, and I'm just like, uh, just go, just <sighs> before you know. Before you know, it's not like me growing up where I got a, a boot to the butt. We'll just say <laughs> times are a little different nowadays. So yeah, Ted, uh, Ted, but he is also in a, in a in a walking boot, so I couldn't be too hard on him. But uh, I was just like, come on, he's but, milking it now. He's milking it. He, he has learned that, uh, but when he, he's he got to keep his boot on if he wants to get back on the pitch this year. Well, it's, yeah. that's, that's the thing. But um, we're getting ready to go into the brackets. I was letting them know that my essay uh, was down. 
So we can verify uh, some of the stuff here. We're going to really kind of just focus right now in region four uh, for that here. Just kind of take a, a quick peek at the brackets uh, for that here. But before we do that, Rafa, uh, did you see anybody this weekend? Did you go visit anybody or you know, what, what was this past weekend like for you? Well, just besides the home opener, I didn't really get to see any games because I came in from Laredo, but I did follow up on some games. There was a couple couple upsets. Um, I know last night uh, Johnson was uh, able to – the Johnson boys knocked off Lee, which now they're like a virtual tie for that second-place spot in that district. So that's – and it's going to come down to the last game, which is, I think, Friday. Uh, and they may have to have a play-in game depending – or they may flip a coin, one or the other, whatever they do with their district. Um, another surprise was the Taft girls knocking off – the O'Connor girls and the O'Connor girls pretty much had the driver's seat for the district title. And well, Taff had other things, <laughs> had another say, and they basically handed the title to the Brennan girls. And so the Brennan girls are now the number one seed for 296A and the O'Connor is going to end up as the runner up. But we so, couldn't confirm that officially as, as yeah. of yet. So well, more likely, I think that's going to be, and then a couple uh, Southwest, both boys and girls won their district titles. Again, and then there's another big game tomorrow for a district title for girls for 28, uh, 20, uh, so 27-5A uh, would be the Edison girls and the Jefferson Mustangs. Mm -hmm. That's going to be – it's a basically winner-take-all game tomorrow. So if you have a chance, go check out that game. So it's a lot, lot of great – you know, lot, and then also we did have like a kind of like a playoff tune-up. Um, uh, the O'Connor boys knocked off the Reagan boys 3-1. to one. Um, so I don't know how you can measure that game. If, you know, I'm sure they played everybody, you know, just try to avoid injuries and just to kind of keep their, you know, keep their, their shape up and so forth. So, you know, but it's a good, it's a good confidence booster for O'Connor boys. So, you know, to not beat a, on a, a team like Reagan. So that's been, has been tearing it up in their district. So, so, so those are some of the highlights from the, the from the last few days. Coach, what have you been up to? Nothing, just uh, nothing, just figuring out. Uh, you know, back in that, uh, back in that mix, getting uh, back to work, back to school after the week off. Um, yeah, just making that adjustment, and then you know, got uh, during spring break, got some stuff, some stuff done around the house, uh, some stuff, uh, a lot of stuff done on the podcast, and then you know, just like you guys got to. Got to take in the first uh, SAFC uh, match of the USL season. Yeah, hold on one minute, Aaron. I think I have an error on the bracket here. I want to see if I can get that corrected here real quick. Because uh, I don't think there's a Bernie Davenport. Yeah. And then I did do a power fifteen, uh, oh, a power twenty-five for the state. <laughs> that that was a that was a little tall task for coach on Sunday. So. I'm sure, I know I know. I had some tweets like, "Hey, where were we? And where why were you know?" Like I said, I did the research, looked through them. Those are probably like my contenders to probably get to the regional tournament and, and state state tournament. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know if you had already mentioned it. So the uh, the RPI, the uh, Rafa Power Index, the pound for pound top twenty five made its uh, made its uh, de historical debut on Sunday. Uh, Definitely a few hours after the uh, that 9 a.m. Uh, shot in the arm podcast that you guys had on Sunday, so that was uh, 
I know Rafa was telling me about that one. Yeah, let's look at here. Hold on one minute here. So who, uh, who anybody, who's giving you grief, Rafa, about the... Uh, Just some, some, of the, some of the, I guess in Region 3, they're like, hey, where's our team? Like, I'm gonna, I was like, hey, uh, I'm looking at you. I said, "Hey, you're 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 on the bubble. You're you're like Texas A&M, but you're just gonna go to the NIT route." <laughs> but so, thank you. Uh, I think you got to drop a gra uh, graphic with the uh, the next five next five in, right? Yeah, I think you got to drop one of those and post. Keep people in suspense. All yeah. right, so I think we got it up and running now. Here, let me just get this set up here. All right, so this is uh, girls uh, 4A. That you know, this will be region three, region four. But as we mentioned, we're just looking at the uh, 4A side here. So round one, um, at the top of the bracket, you got Beeville Jones, which won 28 uh, against the last or fourth place team Somerset uh, from 27. Um, Idea uh, Montepolis uh, versus Davenport. And these are all kind of estimations. There are some that still have uh, matches left here. Uvalde won 27 versus, uh, you know, the, the fourth place of Gonzalez or uh, was it Palacios? Palacios. Palacios. So we couldn't determine who on there. Bernie versus Austin Achieve, uh, runner-up in 26 versus uh, third of uh, 25. And unfortunately, 4A, there are some sides that we couldn't make a determination just because there wasn't enough information uh uh brown uh, uh brownville uh not brownville no brownsville brownsville idea. Uh, idea riverview won 32 but we couldn't make the determination on 31 um unfortunately everywhere we looked there really no was no reporting um 29 you know put an asterisk down there because we can determine a little bit but you know we couldn't verify uh so santa gratuitous academy um, the fourth place, Rio Hondo or Jubilee Brownsville or London. So on the top half here, anything that stands out for you? Looks like Bernie has an easy path to get to the to the regional tournament. I don't say an easy, but a real favorable path. Uh, I think the only the only a game might I think we see another rematch of them versus Davenport. That'd be another. That'd be a great game for that regional quarterfinal. And then going down to the other side here, um, Wimberley uh, through here, uh, Eastside, Austin Eastside Early College, Pleasanton versus Gonzalez or uh, Palacios as, as far as, uh, you know, who finished uh, runner-up or, or proof, or, yeah, who finishes, you know, what was that, uh, third or fourth uh, on that here? Um, uh, hey, uh, Harry, can you go back up to that area where uh, where Bernie is up top there? Yeah. <clears throat> so potentially that Bernie uh, Uvalde second round matchup, area round matchup, that could be one to keep your eye on. Yeah. Because uh, that is a very, that is a very strong uh, Uvalde, Uvalde squad. Very strong. So, uh, and like that, I said, here is. Yeah. yeah. So that's definitely one. That's definitely one to keep your eye on as far as, as far as matchups go, because Obviously, Bernie has been, you know, it's been a little, uh, been a little kind of, I guess it's been a bit of a roller coaster ride for the girls this year. Uh, but uh, Uvalde's, Uvalde's coming in strong. 
And I think in terms of a matchup, they could match up uh, particularly well with uh, with Bernie there in the second round. And I'm not 100% sure that Bernie finishes second between them and Wimberley. Right, um, right. This is one of those. And even Davenport, uh, like I said here, just you know, kind of basing off of what we had before and trying to piece it together. Correct. This is kind of a, a best efforts one on here. So correct. this is assuming these current results hold, correct? Right. And, you know, that max prep is correct, you know, because my SA was down. And then I kind of looked at it with the standings that I had from earlier in March, uh, where they had Wimberley in first and Bernie in second here. So some of, you know, some of these may change between the certification date and now just, just to give a full uh, heads up. But yeah, the Evalde teams looked very impressive uh, so far. Yeah. And then on the bottom side here, Rockport, Fulton, Lavernia, um, Canyon Lake and Gateway College Prep. And then I think the rest of it is, is down in the valley uh, for that here. So Lavernia against Rockport, any? I think you're going to see maybe a Lavernia-Canyon Lake matchup. That's a possibility. But I don't, I don't, I'm not too sure about that Gateway team. You know, I know they wanted their district. I mean, it could be them. Uh, keep keep your eye on on Pleasanton. They they may surprise some teams. I know they had they they had a pretty good season. I think they I, whether it's Bernie or Wimberley, I think they're going to give them a game. That'll be I think that'll be a tough matchup for that that uh, area around. There. So moving over to the boys. Too far. So at the top, Rockport, Fulton uh, versus uh, Fox Tech. One second. And then Taylor versus Comel Davenport, Lavernia, Beville Jones, Fredericksburg versus uh, Idea Montopolis. Uh, yeah, Montopolis. Montopolis. Anything that stands out on this side here? I think let's see for the top. Well, Fox Tech, I know they 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 squeaked in that fourth spot. I, I think they, they if they can play and get everything together, I think they can knock off Rockport. I, I think they can do it. Like, like I said, they got a good staff and and some of the experience. So I, th I think th those boys have come a long way. They're just freshmen and sophomores, but I think I think they they can probably pull off the upset. <laughs> Uh, Taylor Taylor might give up a little uh, a difficult matchup with Davenport. Reading, I did read some tweets on Taylor. They have a really good goal scorer. It's a double digit. So if Davenport can contain him, I think they can advance. Uh, Lavernia, they should have no problem with Beville Jones. And then that that second round matchup would be interesting. Lavernia versus possibly Fredericksburg. That that's going to be that'll be a really good game. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say the same same thing. Same thing. That will, and that's against a, a Fredericks. Usually, oftentimes in the, at this uh, at this level in the four A level, you're really dealing with most schools that uh, that can travel, that are used to the travel. Mm -hmm. And then moving down, uh, Jubilee Brownsville uh, versus uh, Idea West Letgo Pike, Alice versus Grula, uh, Hidalgo versus uh, Brownsville Harmony School of Innovation. Uh, Alamo Ideas uh, College Prep and Corpus Christi Miller. 
Hidalgo is probably be the favorite to come out of there. I mean, last year they had a matchup with Bernie. I know that they didn't have the. I know they're a very young team, according to Coach uh, uh, Coach Morales. I know he mentioned that last year. So I know this year they would breeze through to their district, and so we could see could see them versus an Hidalgo Lavernia matchup in the in the in the regional semifinal. That, I think that'd be a really good game. How strong are how strong is Brownsville? Uh, you know, on, on the boys' side, I know as we get higher up. I know typically uh, you favor – well, I shouldn't say you favor, but they give San Antonio schools a very tough uh, challenge. What about at the 4A level? That That's very tricky because these are new schools and these charter schools, they have you know students come in and out. So it's like a roll of the dice. What, time, what type of talent you're going to get at those schools in, you know, if you have a core, especially for four, a core uh, four, at least five or six players that can play, you know, you can probably do some damage on there. But, you know, out of, out of all of that, I think, like I said, Hidalgo, like I said, with Hidalgo, I think that's probably the top for that bracket area. They're the top team. I don't see any of those teams, you know, challenging them in that, in that so area. So moving to the bottom half, you got Bernie versus Austin Achieve, Pleasanton, Gonzalez, uh, Austin Eastside Early College, Wimberley, uh, Calhoun, Somerset, um, Idea North Mission versus either Corpus Christi London or Corpus Christi Eagle or Ingle. Well, actually, I don't know if that's Ingleside. Um, Progresso versus uh, Brownville, uh, Idea Riverview, Cal Allen versus. Uh, what you did, what P uh, or far, far Vanguard ACA Rembrandt, um, and then Brownsville Idea Frontier versus Idea Far. So they got to come up with better names. <laughs> there's too many ideas because on there. Well, I'm waiting for the San Antonio schools because there's there the idea schools are popping up all over here. I don't know if they have uh, um, teams yet. Teams yet, but you've got to figure that we're going to start to see a lot more of these schools coming in into San Antonio and um, the surrounding area as well. Yeah. I, I think from that top bracket there, it's going to be Bernie, Bernie. but be, I think they need to be careful with that East side early college. This one, I, yeah. have, I think they have some good players on that squad. That'll be probably their really first test, but I think they'll get, and then Calhoun is another team. You know, they could probably also beat that east side. Uh, I've seen them play before, and, and I think they're starting to kind of get things together a little bit. They'll, they'll, I think they'll take care of Somerset. But, uh, like I said, all, but all, I think Bernie's going to go through. Down on the bottom bracket, my, my favorite is going to be Progresso. Uh, right? No, my, my, I think it's going to be Progresso. Progresso. Uh, they won, they've won a state championship. Last year they didn't play because of COVID. I, I think they're – you know they finished second in that district, and they always have a talented team. And like I said, they're they're the team that knocked off I oh, think Palatine a few years ago. That was the, everybody kind of crowned them to be the state champs, and Progressive took care of business and knocked them off. So I can see, like I said, it'll be Progresso and a Progresso Bernie semifinal, regional semifinal. But I think but Bernie's already beaten them already once. So but it, it'll be another great game in that regional semifinal. Any thoughts, Coach? Yeah, I think I'm um, similar to. I can see. Yeah, I think I think we're headed towards a uh, probably towards a, a Bernie, uh, Bernie Wimberly Progresso 
Cal Allen uh, regional quarterfinal set. And then, but I kind of like, I think we're ultimately seeing a kind of a, a collision collision course here between uh, Bernie and Cal Allen coming out of this, uh, coming out of this area. Moving to 5A. Uh, we'll start out with the boys this time here. Let's look in here. Oh, hold on. Uh, don't want to advance Southwest tonight. Southwest uh, versus Burbank. Uh, Georgetown Eastview versus uh, New Braunfels Canyon. Lanier Harlandale. Uh, Alamo Heights, Georgetown. So we'll, we'll just kind of do the top bracket here because, you know, these are a little bit more complete and I think a little bit more realistic as far as where teams will be. I think, well, Southwest should take care of business round one, but that second round game might, might give them some, is going to give them a test, especially if it's, if it's Eastview from Georgetown. Usually your Georgetown teams always have good, good squads. And I, I know last year they got by them. I think got by one of them. Uh, to get to the you know to the region to the regionals, so Southwest should get to to the Sweet 16, and Alamo Heights is probably looking for a little revenge, not necessarily against Georgetown, but after losing that first round at Cedar Park. Uh, depending where that game is, if Alamo Heights can get to control of that game, I think they should advance, and uh, Lanier will, should take care of business Harlandale, and that'll be an interesting matchup that Lanier versus Alamo Heights game because Lanier's got. A couple good for, real fast forwards that can put the ball in the net, and that could give them little problems, you know, it's, you know, in in that game. But I think eventually, I think Southwest, we'll probably see a Southwest, maybe uh, Alamo Heights in that regional quarterfinal. Coach, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, that's a tough one. I think that uh, I don't know. I think we're, I think we're hit. I don't know. I, I get the sense, maybe if we look at the rest of this, but I get the sense that there's going to be at least one, one major upset coming out of this, uh, coming out of this, uh, this part of the bracket here. Um, so, and then you go down to the set, you see how that's a, it's an interesting group down on the second half there, particularly with Porter there. Um, and then you got, so Porter and Valley view. Um, so this is, can't quite i don't i don't know maybe heights might be too strong but i don't i don't know dare i say could it be could it be southwest or could it be one of these uh uh could it be valley view or brownsville um i don't know i'm not completely sold obviously with what we know also on valley view so maybe uh maybe this is where where we see the upset happen i think i think this is where we see brownsville porter versus southwest didn't uh, they play quarter. earlier this year, or was that oh, they, one of the ones that got canceled last year? That's the one that got canceled. And and, and but Porter did knock mm -hmm. off Lee in the beginning of the year. They came up, uh, even though it was a tie, they played in the penalty kicks and won that. But they they kept toe to toe with them. And Valley View, the big key is losing their star forward. Mm -hmm. right? He's the one that signed with North Texas Elite. And we're gonna see how if they're if who will step up for them as far as you know goal scoring because basically they all they played was a lot of long ball and and it was just get to the ball to him and he just took off and ran with it and scored. Do they have that same person for them? 
Uh, I think they'll beat Bronzeville Pace, and I think they'll take her Palmview Lakeview, but I think or Victoria East for Palmview. But when they get to Porter and that regional quarterfinal, Porter Porter's a more complete team. I think Porter's going to end up knocking off Valley View, and we'll see we'll see a Porter versus Southwest game, which is that's going to be an instant classic for that regional semifinal. Do you give Corpus Christi Ray or Roma any any no. chance or? Well, Roma, I think Roma win that game, but they're they just don't have a chance with Porter. Porter's just too they just a too different early. level. Yeah. And then moving down to the Dripping Springs Invitational, um, Dripping Springs versus Leander Glen, Bracken Ridge versus Medina Valley, uh, Leander Rouse versus Kerrville Tyvee, uh, Southwest Legacy versus uh, South uh, San Antonio Sam Houston. Uh, Dripping Springs should take care of Glen. Uh, they'll, 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 win, they'll win their first two games. They'll take care of Bracken Ridge, but. The, I think the big test they're going to get is against Leander Roos. Roos is undefeated. Uh, they were actually in my RPI for the state. They're, they're a dark horse team. Are they? Yeah, they're, they're, they could, like I said, they're just as talented as Dripping Springs, and I think that's going to that's gonna be a very key game, that regional quarterfinal between them. And if Dripping Springs can get to them, like I said, that's a, they have a good opportunity to go on, you know, go on further, but that's going to be the test. Uh, as far as upsets, I, I think Sam Houston is going to upset Legacy. I, I have a feeling that, that that'll be your first round upset right there. Um, and I know Coach um, Yates has them pumped up, and then this is their first ever playoff game, so you know they're going to be really ex- stacked up and excited to get the get it going, and and I think he'll have them ready for that for that game. Yeah, I guess the question becomes is does the moment does the moment become too much for them, right? Because you know we talk about it being the second season; it's a totally different type of pressure. Uh, in the particularly once you're enter, if you're in a tight match in the second half, and you're in the those last twenty minutes of a second half in a tight match, that playoff pressure, right? That can't be uh, can't be mimicked any other way. So, how do they are they ready for it, right? That that'll be the question with them. How, is the does the moment become too big for them? Obviously, if they run away from someone, you know, I don't see that happening with Southwest. But if they're in a tight game late, you know, does it, you know, do they do they kind of do they get the nerves? Do they tighten up? Does the moment become too much for them? That's that'll be the question with them in that match. And you're not giving and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but you're not giving Kerville Tyvee really much chance against a Leander Rouse. Is that correct? It'll be a, a somewhat competitive game, but Rouse is going to end up, you know, take you know having no problem winning that game. Like I said, they're I think they're just they're just have a little more time as far as in, as far as play, you know. And and like I said, looking at their schedule, Roos they really knocked some team knocked off some good quality teams. So like I said, you know, you know, even though Kerbo was in that tough district, but I'm still going to go with Roos. For the valley, in that bottom valley bracket, um, Rio Grande City, Flower Bluff of Victoria West, we couldn't make a determination. Sherryland, Brownsville Lopez, uh, Corpus Christi Veteran Memorial, Laredo Martin, Brownsville Vet Memorial, and uh, Far San Juan L Memorials. So. I think I think uh, if it's Flower Bluff, they'll beat Rio Grande City. Uh, they've always Flower Bluff always had has 
good teams, and they've gone one or two deep. Uh, that Sherry Land Lopez game, shame that two talented teams that, and both teams have won state titles, and one's gonna have to lose. Um, depending where that game is at, you know, if they flip home and home, you know, it could determine who wins that one. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna give the edge to Lopez because they got. I think they were just in a little tighter district than the one than 31-5A. But I think they're a little more battle tested. Uh, Corpus Christi Event Memorial, um, they'll win that game, but it'll be a tough one. Loretta Martin's got some good talent, but they'll win. But they'll end up. I think they'll end up losing to Brownsville Veterans Memorial. Uh, they're just more. You know, they knock. They, that's the team that beat. That's the only team that beat uh, Southwest this year, and Vince Memorial from Brownsville should take care of that and. I, I see maybe a Lopez uh, all Brownsville quarterfinal for that one. I have a question here for you, coach, before you give your comments on here. Um, as a coach or you know administrator, what goes into the thinking of you know either doing you know flipping for home and home, or you know I think what you meet in the middle somewhere you know at, at a neutral site here, you know just as a coach or as an administrator, what kind of goes into that thinking? To, to lead a team one direction or another? Um, well, I, I think it varies, obviously. It kind of depends on administrator, obviously getting with, a, you know, athletic director, being in close communication with your coach and the coach obviously really knowing and understanding understanding your team, whether it be, you know, on in some of the, I don't know how many, but I know Rafa pointed it out on uh, on Sunday, particularly with like, for example, the, like the regional tournament, totally different circumstance because we get it. That's a neutral site location, but uh, the grass versus the turf, right? Mm -hmm. Nowadays, the majority of these high schools they're used to the uh, they're used to the turf, turf, right? But if they're a you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that all fields are exactly you know whether it be Equal. the same, same <laughs> right? Exactly. So, um, so it just kind of depends on a possession based team, a quicker team. You know, in, in terms of, you know, we talked about just playing direct. Um, I think you have to – a coach obviously has to know their team's strengths, but then you have to factor in, you know, just particularly the travel, right? Just it's like how much, you know, are we are we willing to put up with uh, with the home, you know, the the win, the making the full trip if we lose that, you know, if we lose that coin toss, if we're already coming from probably, you know, what could be anywhere from – to over in excess of two two hours three hours away so um not a not an exact science by any means and and i think you have to take it round by round mm -hmm. um and you know and, and i think also just a matter of also knowing your team because the, the, the other thing that shows up here too obviously once you get uh to this stage are who's banged up right injuries are you going to be missing key you know key players for for whether it be injuries Sometimes uh, you run the risk with these weekend games, these um, these Friday, these potential matchups on Fridays or Saturdays is some of your club players could be out right. as well. So I think that all of those components collectively kind of help shape the decision. And unfortunately, the, those decisions usually have to be made really fast. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so because you still because even if you're going to even if you're going to meet up at a neutral location, you still have to try to, uh, you know, neutral site. You still have to now reach out as an administrator. You have to now reach out to the administrator 
at the at said you know whatever said location that neutral site is to try to you know now find a good place with the administrator from the other school where you get where you guys feel is going to be quote unquote neutral Rafa, any thoughts on picking that, uh, picking the location, whether to split it or, you know, go for the home and home? Usually, uh, I don't know, we've done home and home and I've done split, uh, neutral site. It's wherever you think you're comfortable at. Um, another another thing to mention is, 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 the, is the referees. <laughs> you got to agree with the referees, too. You know, usually you don't want to use their chapter or they don't want to use your chapter. So you have to find a neutral chapter, you know, for, for those games and so forth. And I remember uh, when we used to play, we played one, uh, what was it, one of the Corpus Christi uh, teams, you know, we had to use this, you know, like I said, we use, we use an Austin chapter mm -hmm. for a playoff game. So, cause they didn't want us to use any of the San Antonio Reds cause supposedly they knew us already. So that's, yeah. that comes into play too. And, and keep in mind, keep in mind that that's, that's actually a great point by Rafa because the other aspect of that is this year what we're really going to see unlike in years past is they are so um, they are so short on officials across the state some markets more than others some chapters more than others but that is really going to play a factor this year in terms of having to schedule outside when you would normally want to uh, as whether it be date or time uh, forget about the location but date or time you're just going to be in a scramble to get officials period you know so you're not going to necessarily necessarily have the luxury of saying hey we don't want officials from from this chapter or this chapter let's try to reach out to this chapter um you're really not going to be afforded that luxury this year so moving back to the 5a uh, ladies here four here uh you got southwest versus somerset liberty hill uh, Bernie Champion, uh, Edison Jefferson, uh, you know, speaking with Rafa, it's a winner, winner gets all versus McCollum. Uh, actually, I have that correct, incorrect here. Uh, have Bernie Champion listed again. Um, and I know that's not correct. So that's an error on my part, error or Georgetown. I can research who that's supposed to be here. Da, 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 da. I believe is that that's got to be either Heights or Buta Johnson, maybe. No, no, Kamal, Kamal clinched the girls. I think they clinched. I think Canyon. Yeah, but I thought that was the fourth. Okay. Yeah, because Alamo yeah, Heights third and well, yeah, this is second and third. Yeah, I think the Alamo Heights girls are third. Okay, so Alamo yeah. Heights. We'll go with that here. I wasn't sure if it was Buta Johnson or Kamal. So that's 26. So that would be a matchup then. That would put them versus Liberty Hill, right? You said Alamo Heights third, you said? Yeah, I believe so. Because the way they had it, I think that was going to kind of play out to that. <coughs> so Alamo Heights, Liberty Hill, and then Bernie versus Georgetown. Um, on the top half of that, the bottom half of this side here, Brownsville Porter. Uh, McAllen Rowe, Victoria West, Laredo, Sigaroa, uh, McAllen Memorial, uh, Ed Couch, Elsa, uh, Laredo Martin, and Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial here. So we'll, we'll start at the top here. Anybody, anything step out? Probably Liberty Hill. 
Could you zoom in, zoom in a little bit? Yeah, I do have the Canyon Girls that did clinch, that did clinch a playoff spot. It is, yeah, yeah. So it's. Well, I have Como Canyon at the sixth spot here, or the fourth spot. Pardon me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's Elmo Heights third and Canyon as the fourth. Right. Out of 20, uh, 26 fighters. But any thoughts on the top four here? Was it playing Southwest is playing? Uh, it's not. Somerset's actually a four A. Uh, so it's that's probably going to be. Um, it's one of the uh, SAISD teams. Um, what is that? That's 20, 27 five eight, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Here, let me see here. Girls. Uh, Somerset 6A. No, they're a 4A. Uh, they flip. Did I flip them? That should be if that that's that should be Burbank. Is that right? I think so. It could be them. Because I know but, Jeff Jeff and Edison are one they're gonna be one or two. Um Three, I wasn't too sure who that was. I don't know if that's one hundred percent accurate, only because a, a lot of their a lot of their games are missing. Yeah, so we had what I got here. So <laughs> going back on here, this is five A. So, yeah, so 27 was Edison and Jefferson. Third would have been Brackenridge or Burbank uh, for that year, based yeah, on just, the last thing here. We, we don't have enough information to confirm this right now. Yeah, as far as for final, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. But we know yeah, it's yeah, not. 10, 10 and 4 for district. So I think Brack is the third place team. Um, I think it was going to come down to Kennedy and Burbank as far as the. If I'm not too mistaken, I bet I can do it. Well, I had Brackenridge at 10 and 4 in district. Burbank was 10 and 5. Kennedy was 8 and 6 at the last update that we had. So, like I said, I think Brackenridge would have been, would have been uh, closer to a lock with Burbank for that, uh, for that third spot. And then for the fourth spot... The final spot on uh, 20, or that was 27. Uh, the third spot was, that's runner up. I don't know, this, this bracket's all jacked here. So we'll have to just, we'll have to, I'll have to fix on that here. Uh, but Southwest Liberty Hill, um, Bernie Champion Georgetown along here, or you give uh, Edison or Jefferson, whoever wins that 27, a shot to go deep. I, I think for that top bracket, um, Southwest should win that game, but I don't, I don't see them getting past either Liberty Hill or Alamo Heights. That's that's going to be a very good game. Those are two state quality programs, state ranked programs there. 
Uh, that, that can go either way. And that's also going to depend where they play that game at, too. That probably that game's probably going to play like in San Marcos or or somewhere or or maybe New Braunfels or it could be in even Dripping Springs. Um, but the, the whoever wins that's probably going to get to the regional because um, we're missing who are we missing on the bottom. So yeah, Brownsville Porter, McAllen Rowe, Victoria West, uh, mm-hmm. Laredo. Segura, uh, McCallum Memorial. Mm-hmm. You don't mind zooming in a bit, Harry? Huh? You don't mind zooming in a bit, a little bit? A little bit more? Yeah. Then one more. No, hold on one second here. Oh, no. Yeah. Now, if you pull it, uh, pull it up back up to. Yeah, that one, let's see, going back to, before I get to the Valley, going back up, uh, yeah, whoever between Edison and Jefferson, they'll, they'll, shoot, they'll beat McCollum. And then, um, yeah, Bernie Champion's got a tough one with Georgetown. It's the same situation like Liberty Hill and Alamo Heights. Um, but I'm, I'm going to give the edge to Bernie Champion. I think I think they can pull that one off. So we may, we may see... A rematch, maybe a district rematch between Bernie Champion and Alma Heights, or we could see Bernie Champion versus Liberty Hill, which is going to be another great matchup. Or, or it could be Georgetown and Liberty Hill. So, so I think those are the four teams that are probably going to be the favorites for that top of the bracket. And next week we'll go into you know further details as far as uh, pricking winners and stuff. Yeah, and then uh, Porter, like... Porter should. Uh, Porter's got a tough one with Roe, but I think they can win that one. Victoria West will win that one. Uh, McCallum Memorial will win that one. Same thing with veteran, Veterans Memorial from Corpus. So they'll, they'll win that. And then out of the favorite will probably be Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial on that bottom bottom. bottom. Yeah. Any uh, feedback from you, Coach? Yeah, and no, I think bottom half, uh, I agree with Rafa. That, that top half, I just – oof, that's going to be – you're gonna have uh, two, I don't know, two like region potential what would be re- maybe regional quarterfinal matchups in the first round. But I do like that if that matchup holds, which I think it is. Um, I I'm kind of leaning, you know, maybe we'll look at it again officially next week. But I'm kind of leaning Liberty Hill uh, over Alamo Heights right now, just from from what we've seen and what we've covered. Uh, what we've covered. Um, I know Rafa and I haven't covered their game. Uh, now, granted, it was against Dripping Springs as well, but I think, you know, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I think in terms of <laughs> where they're kind of, they're in terms of in form right now, um, I don't know. I'm kind of leaning Liberty Hill right now. This is going to, this is, this is a very strong half of a bracket right here. And then you got Southwest there as well. Bottom half, uh, you agree, uh, Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, yeah, I think, you know, in, in a half where you have Bernie Champion, Liberty Hill, Alamo Heights, you know, and Georgetown, it's real, real easy to forget about Southwest up there. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, and I agree with Rafa on the other half, though. I think the one thing with Southwest is, you know, that district they're in, is that right. going to come back right. and hold them? And yeah, and not be because 
if you look at the district that Liberty Hill and Alamo Heights, Bernie Champion, Georgetown are in, it's a playoff game every game. Right. Yeah, they're battle tested. They're battle tested. So it's and, a matter of right. Yeah. And that's something maybe in the future, maybe Southwest is realize that maybe we need to play a much tougher dis a non district schedule and play tougher, you know, those type of caliber teams to see to measure up where we're at. That way we're not surprised, especially this the, the speed of the game. Because the speed of the game is a lot different <laughs> from some of those. Mm -hmm. And we'll touch base on the realignment because uh, that came out today as well. Let's yeah. see if maybe that kind of helps them out uh, or not uh, for that here. So the bottom half, uh, Dripping Springs, uh, the loser of uh, um, Edison Center, Jefferson versus Southwest Legacy. Dripping Springs versus Leander Rouse. Uh, Cedar Park, Comel Canyon, Alamo Heights, um, Medina yeah. Valley. But you said Alo Heights was up there, so um, that's probably be your. Uh, that's probably um, that twenty six. Is that third, or is that supposed to be fourth? That's third. Yeah, so Alamo Heights is not playing. Um, so that that means Comal Davenport. Well, Comal Canyon was the fourth one. Yeah, because we can't have two twenty three twenty six yeah. in the same. Yeah, so one of those is off. So, oh, that's right. There was an error on that. That's right. So, well, da, da, da. so I guess we got to uh, confirm which one it is, right? Uh, can you confirm it here? Da, 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 da. Right now. This might. So that is W twenty five. And this might be just just as tricky for F twenty six T twenty seven. So these are reversed here. T twenty eight. Yeah. T twenty seven, and this is R twenty eight. Now, while Harry, I know while Harry's in Medina Valley, I know Medina Valley's locked oh, into the R28. Uh, that would probably be Breckenridge. Third District 27? Yeah. I'll look that up right now. I don't think there's a lot of information on it, though. That's the issue. Yeah, I think, I think that'll be Breckenridge because they were at 10 and, 10 and 4 or something like that. Yeah, I mean, if that's if that's true, if that holds up, I mean, if those are accurate, because I know Burbank did beat them, but yeah, it's 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 either it's got to be either Brack or yeah or Burbank, yeah, yeah, it's Brackenridge. Yeah, so now the one thing, the one thing I will say yeah. in terms we were talking of as far as prepping for the district, but the one thing. I think the one thing that Southwest Southwest really has, though, in terms of that it factor, is they have you know so Ariana Martinez, who I, I believe she was on the heels, she was sitting in second place in third place technically uh, for the the leading scorer in the area there for Southwest. So at this point, obviously we can't confirm right now on my essay, but um, 
they do have they do have a legitimate finisher that that can get hot. And if she's she's kind of she's been in form throughout the year, she's been consistent. So if she gets hot, you know, just right, they have a finisher that could maybe potentially that's going to keep them in games. And then so the bottom here, Dripping Springs, uh, Edison to Jefferson, Southwest Cedar Park, uh, Como Canyon. Brackenridge, Medina Valley, um, 30. We were kind of uh, unsure on Mission Veterans Memorial or Flower Bluff, uh, Sherryland Donna, Gregory Porton, Palm View, or Brownsville uh, Veterans Memorial, and McAllen. So on the bottom half, are we rolling with Dripping Springs? Oh, yeah. (laughs) That one. Even over City uh, oh, Cedar oh, Park. That's going to be the game. Well, that's a that's the rematch of the regional final. That's going to be the rematch of the regional final from last year, and I, I know I know I'm sure Cedar Park is going to want revenge in that game, but because they'll face they, here in the Sweet Sixteen, right? Yeah, they'll play in the quarterfinal. Yeah, because I don't I, come out like I said, Nebraska's Canyon. They'll give them a game, but Cedar Park will pull out. Medina Valley will beat. Whoever's third place on that on that dish, I think. Yeah, so you will see Cedar Park versus Medina Valley, but I'm gonna give like I said, as far as Cedar Park versus Drooping Springs, it's gonna be a good game. But the one thing about uh, Drooping Springs, they always find a way to win, and they find a way to to put you on your heels. And, and I mean, they're just smother you. You know, they they have the pedigree, they have the experience. Nothing really phases them. And if you make a mistake, they're gonna make you pay. And we, we, coach and I have seen it or a few times. They, like I said, they're very an opportunistic team. Bottom half of the bracket down in the valley. Uh, any team stands out? I think Gregory Portland. They had a good run last year, and I think I think this year that this should get get to the quarterfinal. They'll take care of Palmview. They'll get a tough game with. A, a tough game with McAllen. I think that's another rematch from last last year's playoff. Um, McAllen's got, like I said, they should win their district, their by district showdown. Uh, Sherryland, I think they'll win that one. <clears throat> Flower, I think Flower Bluff upsets. Uh, who's who's of that on top? Uh, Mission. We're assuming uh, for that. Assuming, yeah. Yeah. And I think I think we'll see a Sherryland Flower Bluff. I think Flower Bluff, Flower Bluff, like I said, I think they're a little bit, a little tough in a little tougher district, you know. And I think that's it's gonna it's gonna pay off for them. But they're probably like I said, once they get to, um, I think Gregory Portland. I think Gregory Portland will be. Well, Gregory Portland, I was, they stood out to me when I was going through this quickly. Um, in district, and, and you said this is a little bit tougher district, you know, with Flower Buff, uh, CC Veterans Memorial, Victoria West, they scored 95 goals, only allowed two. They went undefeated in, in district play uh, on the year there at 15, four and one, you know, per max props. So I think that's a good thing. That's, I, I, I think that that's a very positive. Yes. But once they, but yeah, but once they run into Ripping Springs, <laughs> That's not gonna. That's not gonna be out the door. You know. The one thing you know, we talked about, we talked about Dripping Springs. The one thing about them, they they lure you in so much in terms of of their attacking capability and how they move the ball. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, what's really impressive about them, believe it or not, is they just have 
they're so built defense, on, right? They're built on defense. Yeah. They swarm, they swarm like probably I think maybe only one other school I've seen this year that kind of kind of swarms like them. Um the moment they lose the ball. Um, but it's also what you notice about them too is it's where they lose the ball, right? They're very they're, not only are they opportunistic, but they just they're very smart about they're limited on their mistakes, but it's also where they make the mistakes on the field. Um, but yeah, it's it's their defense. Their defense is what kind of secretly drives the engine. Now we did I did see some mistakes that they made, especially in that first Bernie game on their end, but Bernie wasn't able to capitalize right those and when you have that type of mistake in their side, you have to capitalize it. If you're gonna win a game, you have to capitalize them. If you don't, you're you're, you're basically done because, like I said, if you they're big few and far mistakes on their end. If they make a mistake on their side, I mean on the on the opposing side, it's not gonna it doesn't hurt them too much because they swarm to the ball quick and so forth. I think that's something we saw in, at the Alamo Heights game. You know when they lost the ball, but they're able to get it back really quick. You know they didn't let Heights get their offense going. Yeah. And that's one thing. Another thing, they're very good at. They don't let you play your 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 game. They make you play their game. And if that if they dictate that, you're 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 not gonna win. The, you're not gonna win the game at all. So moving to six A for the ladies here. Um, Clark versus Shirts Clemens. Round Rock Westwood versus Austin High School. Um, Smithson Valley versus either Johnson, Madison, Brandeis, or Lee, because we could not make a determination on, on the <laughs> fourth spot it. just of the 28th. And, and it's I think just, you should just list the districts, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're all grouped together, and, and right. like I said, with my essay down, it was just yeah. it was impossible. <clears throat> Austin Westlake round uh, round rock. Uh, so let's take that quadrant first. I think on this one, um, we're still talking girls, correct? Yes, girls. Yeah. Uh -huh. The I think Lee has already been mathematically eliminated. Okay, we weren't sure on that because we can't yeah. verify it. So, but well, yeah, and that's from a that's from a pretty good source. <laughs> so Johnson, Madison, Prentice. <laughs> I didn't think late, but it was one of those where you couldn't make that determination. I know, right, um, right, yeah, yeah. I I mean, yeah, I, I get it. And to be fair, I just I just found out. Um, or I, I just it was just confirmed. I had it confirmed yesterday. So so we'll take Lee off of there. So now you just got Johnson, Madison, or Brandeis for yeah. Smithson Valley, but does it matter? That's a think, lot easier now. I think Johnson probably got the third spot. They have it was still I, I have them either or Johnson or Madison. Ooh. Um because it was without being able to go into my essay, because you know, unfortunately Max preps uh for uh, the San Antonio schools is not the place to go uh, for it because they're missing games uh, for that here. But it was one of those that I couldn't make that determination uh, for that here. But, yeah, I think Johnson or Madison, I, 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 with you, I'm leaning more Johnson. That would be uh, third. So you're probably looking at Madison or Brandeis uh, for that fourth slot. Yeah. I think the – isn't it? I think it's the boys' The boys side of this district is is even worse. Yeah. Yeah. But I know last year we ran into Austin area teams, um, took out San Antonio area, area girls. Uh, is that what we're expecting this year as well? It might be a different story this year. I think it's going to be more 
depending on the matchups, I think Clark Clark should win that game against Clemens. And that's, that's going to be a very tough one with Westwood. That's going to be a, a really good game. So you'd put Westwood, you'd have Westwood, uh, you know, Clark yeah. and, and through there. And then Spencer Valley. Uh, I think that Westlake or Round Rock. They've beaten Westlake already. And and I'm sure Westlake does. <laughs> but like I said, Ron Rock was also, they made it to the regional final. So that's gonna that's not a gaming game for Westlake. They're gonna have to compete. Right, right. And and here's the thing with that game, they may be uh, drained, you know, because it's gonna be a battle. You know, Spencer Valley could come out a little more fresher out of this, you know, from their from their mm-hmm. depending. They get I think if they match up with Brandeis, they should take care of business there. Madison, I think, might give them a little a little tricky game on that one. But like I said, if if they really if Round Rock and Westlake really kind of beat each other up, I think Spencer Valley can not not win get that second round win. Yeah. And these are pretty quick turnarounds, right? You know, like you know, play on the weekend and the next one's on Wednesday, right? Oh Tuesday. 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 Yeah. I think a lot of teams might end up playing Thursday night. Thursday. Yeah, they could play as early as um, I believe as early as Monday of the following week. They give them they give them a window. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I am looking I am looking at, at these that were posted. These were courtesy of uh, of Mister at six a underscore twenty eight. He did have so these were pulled from my essay. So it was Clark, which we know has clinched. Uh, Reagan is two, Johnson three, and then it's still it's Madison, Madison right now in in that fourth slot, but it, it's minimal right now going into Friday's matchups. You said Clark Reagan, Clark Reagan Johnson Madison, and then Brandeis is is on the outside looking in right now, and that's with one that's with one district match day remaining on uh, this Friday. So now we're down just to Madison or Brandeis, most likely for Smithson Valley. Correct. Yeah. Moving to the bottom half here, uh, Harlingen, Edinburgh, most likely O'Connor, uh, but Taft, you know, from last I saw, record-wise would be equal. Uh, Laredo Nixon or Laredo United uh, couldn't make a determination through there. Whereas Lincoln, Harlingen South, or Hanna for the final spot in thirty-two. And then the return, whoever finished, you know, Laredo Nixon or later United versus O'Connor or Taft uh, for that here. So, who, you know, depending on who gets the runner up or third. So, I'm assuming you favor O'Connor on this side here or Harlingen? Har- Har- Harlingen will beat Anderberg, but O'Connor will take care of Harlingen or Taft or Taft will take care of Harlingen. Do you give the Laredo ladies any? I don't give them a chance at all. I mean, I'm assuming that would be on this side as well, right? And then, like I said, those those will take care of Juarez Lincoln. So, I think I think we end up with an O'Connor Taft uh, regional quarterfinal. <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be good. That'll be around round three there. Yeah, we owe that that might be a. Uh... Big game coverage match, I think, if that plays out. Yeah. I, I think O'Connor would, is going to really, if they end up with that game with them, they're going to go out for revenge because Tap basically cost them the yeah. the district title. 
And Taft is Taft is surging at the right time. You know, yeah. they got they got a quality finisher, really good finisher. And then they got they got a really strong goalkeeper as well, really strong defense. Looking uh, at the bottom half of the bracket, Lake Travis, Austin McNeil, New Braunfels, Johnson uh, is third here. Uh, Vandergriff, Austin Bowie, uh, Reagan, and Cibolo Steele. Yeah, Lake Travis should win that game, but Ron Rock McNeil could could give him some problems. Oh, it's Ron Rock McNeil. Yeah. Yeah, they, they could give him some problems. Um, New Braunfels, Johnson. Uh, I'm going to go with Johnson on that one. I think that they'll pull off the upset. Hmm. So Lake Travis and Johnson, that'll be a, that's that's going to be a real good game there for second round. And then Vandergriff and Bowie. That's a, that's an also that's also a tough matchup. Bowie's got a good program too, but Vandergriff, like I said, they're, they're they've, the, they've always been solid, right? Yeah, but Randall is a state uh, finalist, so uh, they should should win that game. It'll be tough, and then they'll have a rematch with Reagan. And you're yeah, you're going to have some unbelievable second round matchups in this in this and, area. Yeah, and Reagan basically got manhandled by Vandergriff, and and that was and that more likely that game's gonna be in Austin because they played home and home. They flipped home and home, so they came over here. They're gonna have to go up there to to Vandergriff and beat them. And but Reagan, like I said, they've been playing a lot better. They got a, a couple of quality wins here towards the end. Uh, I think they're gonna be out for a re- little revenge against Vandergriff. But Vandergriff's got a, had that super freshman last year, who's doing well as a sophomore right now. So, but I'm gonna give a edge to Vandergriff. So we could see a Vandergriff. Um, Spencer Travis, yeah, Vandergriff, yeah, that that's a shame. They're right there, like, like Travis Vandergriff, are going to meet a little early, you know, for that for that quarterfinal. Bottom half, you got Del Rio versus Harlan, uh, Enberg Vela versus either Hollerjen South or Hana, uh, Brennan versus Laredo South, or Laredo, Laredo United South or Laredo Alexander, and uh, Los Reznos uh, versus Edinburgh North. Uh, for the top part, uh, I'm gonna give the edge a, a small upset here. I think Harlan knocks off Dorio. Uh, uh, one thing, one thing with Harlan, they're battle tested. Uh, 36A is not a strong district, and and Harlan, if you look at the teams that Harlan's played, right, it's a lot more quality, yeah. especially with their district, the district and the non district. They're they're gonna those should advance and. I think they can pull it off, and they maybe went go too deep and get to the quarterfinal. Yeah, they could make a, they could definitely make a run here. That you have, they have uh, what is it? Uh, Taft, O'Connor, and uh, who am I forgetting? And that in front of them, uh, who's in front of O'Connor? Uh, Brennan. Brennan. So Brennan, O'Connor, and Taft. Those are the only, high yeah. school in the yeah. in the regionals. Yeah. And so. I know Harlan w- was in a battle to get in, and and. Uh, for that here, so, and then Brennan, you know, I'm assuming you got them coming out of this section, this quadrant here. Yeah, we'll probably have a Brennan Harlan Sweet 16. Yeah, and kudos, you know, kudos to Coach, you know, with Harlan. They've they started slow, they started a little rough, but she's got them on the right track. So if it is Harlan Brennan, you know, the, the winner, 
do you like their chances at all against, you know, like Travis Vandergriff? Um, Cause I, I think those are the two favorite that, that you pictured or even Reagan uh, for there. But I think you guys both leaned uh, to the, you know, Austin area schools, you know, out, out of the top half of, of this bottom section here. I think that, that I think Lake Travis and Vanderer is going to go. They have to go through a tougher path. Uh, route, and like their path is a lot, little bit tougher. And who's to say you know injuries could pile up, you know wear and tear. And the one thing is also the the regional tournament is going to be at Blossom, so they have to travel down here to San Antonio, and like I said, Brennan or or Harlan, it's basically like another home game for them. So the, and they're going to be get to sleep in their own home bed and not not travel as much. So moving to the six A boys, uh, for it here you got uh, Reagan New Braunfels. Uh, this was well, I had Austin McNeil. Is that Round Rock McNeil? McNeil. That corrected Uh, Austin yeah. Bowie, Smithson that Valley, is, Brandeis. That is and... an immediate tricky matchup there for Reagan, right there. Well, that, that's a rematch from last year. Right. That's New a tricky Braunfels. match. That's that's a New Braunfels team that's surging with confidence after, you know, pulling off one of the biggest, you know, biggest wins of the season, uh, biggest upsets of the season. Um, and, uh, you know, they're well, they're well coached. I think they're pretty young from what I understand. And uh, I don't know. That's just – Reagan, Reagan will be favored, but I think that's a tricky matchup. That that was the upset last year when Braunfels knocked off Reagan in the first round, which we were shocked about. That you know we all thought Reagan would probably go you know maybe one or two deep, but I, I think Reagan, like I said, they're Reagan. If they play like they normally play, they get you out of sync. Yeah, it's kind of like the killer bee swarming deep uh, um, press. That they should win that game, and then they get plus they have really good goalkeeping. Yeah, you you end up with both of the both of the six A boys, behemoths here. They uh, out of this area, right? They both end up with some with some tricky matchups here. With you know Reagan, Reagan with uh, New Braunfels and Smithson Valley with Brandeis again. Brandeis, that's also a team that just you know just beat uh, what just beat Lee, right? So. <clears throat> And then the bottom half, you have Austin Westlake versus Round Rock Westwood. That one to me sticks out a little bit. Uh, you know, I think it's upset on that one because they have not played well, and they and they were and they lost to Del Valley, which they usually pound on. And like I said, they also like I said they got two losses, uh, a loss with also with Lake Travis. So Westlake's a little vulnerable. I think Westwood could surprise team. I think it's the, kind of the same situation like Ron Rack McNeil. They're another tricky team. They, they they could get hot, you know, here in the playoffs and go deep. And they and then on a one year that one year they did go to the state tournament. That's you know nobody saw them advancing far and they ended up doing that. So yeah, this is there's going to be some really tricky matchups in these first two three games. Yeah. On this side. And then yeah. looking at the bottom bracket too, you got Brownsville, Edinburgh North, uh, O'Connor versus Laredo United South, or Nixon or Del Rio because they couldn't make a determination. Well, United that. United got actually. Uh, uh, I think United South and Del Rio are actually playing right now. Okay. Uh, 
so they're playing right now. So whoever loses that game is most likely out. Yeah. Is probably going to get the fourth spot. I think I uh, think Nixon, Nixon is waiting to see. They need some help, so it's going to come down to who gets in, who doesn't get in. Whereas Lincoln, Los Fresnos, Laredo United, and then Marshall. Do you give uh, Laredo Marshall uh, much of a chance against Laredo Alexander? I, th- I think Alexander. I think Alexander's going to win that game. And then I'm assuming Juarez Lincoln, you have uh, going through here. Um, you know what? I saw them. I saw them play against Churchill this year, and Juarez Lincoln really did not impress me. And don't 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 be surprised if Lafresnos knocks them off. I think Lafresnos can do it. I think they're a little bit. 32-6A is a little bit tougher district than 31. But, like I said, I'll give the edge to Lincoln, Juarez Lincoln, but don't don't be surprised if that's an upset there. But, you know, that'll be up with Alexander. I think Alexander is probably going to get to the Sweet 16. So, bottom half, uh, Travis uh, versus Round Rock. Uh, Clemens, either Lee or Johnson. Um uh, you know, for, you know, I'm not sure who finishes what third or second um, on that here uh, for there because they were what even I think last I saw. Um, then you got Vandergriff, Del Valley, uh, and then Lee or Johnson versus Cibolo Steel. That's another tricky game there, Lake Travis and Ron Rock. You know, even though Lake Travis is a favorite, Ron Rock may give him some problems. You yeah, know. I see too much. I just see too much like Travis and, yeah. um, yeah, that's. I I think it's gonna. It could. It has the potential to present a little bit more of a trickier second round matchup. I think. So. Yeah, <laughs> Lee, Lee, Lee and Johnson. They've both been. They have both beaten Clemens. Right. So they got to win over Clemens, but Clemens is coming on strong, and they get. Did they get that? Um, that tie versus Vincent Valley to get back in the district title run. Um, so that'll be a good matchup. I know last year, Lee and Clemens was a great game for that, that regional quarterfinal. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and we may see a Lee, depending, like I said, if who gets third, we could see a lead Lake Travis rematch in round two. And then Vandegrift, um, they're the favorites. But like I mentioned, Dell Valley did knock off Westlake. And Westlake was the second place team, so don't. This could be a complicated game for for them, but like I said, but the game is going to be at Vandergrift, so I'm going to give them the edge. And then I think whoever that whoever's a runner up, Johnson or release, I think they'll they should be they should take care of business with Steel. With Steel. Uh, bottom half, you got Laredo LBJ versus Brennan, Edinburgh versus Donna North, Harlan versus uh, Laredo United. Um, I think you mentioned, you know, Nixon or Del Rio because uh, technically they're all still mathematically alive. And Brownsville Rivera versus Mission. Uh, Harlan, at least on you know this bottom side here, has to be the the class here. Or you know, do you give Brownsville Rivera um, the chance? Ronzo Rivera is going to give Harlan everything they got. That's going to be probably one of their first tests in the playoffs. Like I said, they got great players. They're coached well. Like I said, they have the they have the tradition. You know, they got a state title in the past. Right. So 
that's going to depend on where that game's at too, whether it's in Corpus or in Laredo or they flip home and home. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, but I, I think Harlan, Harlan, like I said, it'll be a tough one, but I think Harlan will win that one. Um, the From the top part, I think LB, Laredo LBJ is going to win against Brennan. And this should take – I think they'll beat either Edinburgh or, or, or Donna North. So I'll, we'll see a, a Laredo LBJ Harlan quarterfinal. It seems like you favor Laredo LBJ to make it past Harlan, then you know, based on your comments, you know, if Harlan gets past Brownsville, well, I think Harlan, Harlan should beat L, Laredo LBJ. Yeah, this kind of has this has the makeup of what? What did you call it earlier with Drip? I think the the Harlan Invitational, but I <laughs> yeah. think that. But well, yeah, I, I always think, worry about that going against right. you know the Valley right. schools or you know down right. in Laredo along those lines, right. just because and, yeah. And that's where Rafa's got a point. I think that if if they can just if they can make it past uh, Rivera, then they can set themselves up for a serious run. Because then they would face off what well, Lake Travis Vandergrift is probably and, and, the and, most and likely. That, and that's the game that they got Rod last year. They were robbed last year from that. There was a missed call that would have given the the win to Harlan. So I'm, I'm sure Harlan's looking uh, looking forward to probably playing them if they have a chance. But like I said, you got to take it one game at a time. Uh, I do have an update that Dorio's United South games tied at one in the second half. So we'll see. Who was that again? Uh, Dorio and who? Loretto and yeah, Loretto United South and Dorio. They're tied at one. Wow. The other big news that came out was uh, realignment. So for a uh, what twenty six Bandera, Bernie, Comal, Canyon Lake, Comal, Davenport, Fredericksburg, Wembley, and uh, Great Hearts Northern Oaks. Twenty seven uh, Gonzalez, Lavernia, and for the ladies, uh, young uh, young women's leadership, Fox Tech, Kennedy Memorial, um, uh, Great Hearts, uh, Vista North, and Yoakum. Mm-hmm. Twenty eight Floresville, Persall, Pleasanton, Somerset, Uvalde, Hondo, Poteet, and then the rest are uh, Valley schools here. So. Anything that kind of stands out, you know, because Florence, Marble Falls, yeah, that's all north of us. So we got three of them that are kind of San Antonio specific uh, for that here. Anything surprises, anything that stands out different? 27 now with uh, Gonzalez and Yoakum. And then also the Greyhearts moved in, but I don't think there'll be much of a factor. Gonzalez might be, I don't coaching talking to coach, the coach from Lavernia. They they have given them problems in the past as far as playing games, you know, in the playoffs. So that'll be that's going to be a good good little rivalry game there between those two as far as winning the the title. But also you got a you got Kennedy Memorial dropping down from five A to four A. Um, they could they this could they could surprise some teams in that district too. Um, and then the twenty eight, um, the fair I guess for boys. It's probably going to be uh, Pleasanton. The Pleasanton. Pearsall wasn't in it, right? Uh, Pearsall is going to be a brand new program. So they're this is their debut next year for soccer. Um, like I said, Somerset boys will probably be up there. 
Uh, I think Florizel might sneak in there as like a third or fourth. And then you have Hondo. Hondo, I think, will get up there too, just after their second, you know, getting their feet wet this year. So, and then the girl side would probably be the favorite would be Pleasanton. So moving to 5A. Hey, Harry, uh, can, you go back to, can you go back to 4A real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Just something um, something I wanted to highlight. I mean, it's not it's not region four specific, but we were talking we we're talking four A. Probably the the single biggest shakeup in all of four A across the state. If if you go to District One, that district literally doubled. So the uh, the El Paso district it went from essentially having five schools or five now, teams. right to now having ten. So that's gonna be that's gonna be an, an interesting dynamic there. I mean, uh, San Eli's now got some. Now got some comp with. Mm-hmm. Bo- you got Bowie. Austin. Yeah, Austin, Bo- Austin, and Bowie will be legitimate competition coming down from the and Riverside. Uh, yeah, and when Riverside was already there, but uh, this what this district looked like previously was consisting of Clint Mountain View, Clint Mountain View, uh, Riverside. Fabens, Fabens, who just started their first year this year, and Sanelli. Now and now it doubled, including three teams that are making who are dropping from five A in Austin, Bowie, and Irvin. So, uh, so is yeah. there and, any way that they could kind of shift those a little bit? Um, the reason why I ask is you mentioned ten there. You know, like District Eight only has six. You know, you know, and I know some of it's a little bit move moving around yeah it'll um, it'll come down to travel it'll that's really what it that's what really drives it yeah particularly because of those um those harmony harmony schools mm-hmm. yeah i think that's that's the other variable there so because, so the harmony schools are like the idea schools uh, kind of, that we exactly. have over here exactly those are your charters your your public charters your uil charters because because if you look down at this if you go down to district two that's the next closest district, and and you're talking there, hours you're talking, away. Yeah, you're talking everything east, north, and east of uh, Midland, Odessa. So that's that's why they group them into ten. And there's yeah. no way they can create more districts, right? Just it's and the reason why I ask is because you look here, like District Four, you know, it's five teams, and I know you mentioned this yeah. was five teams as well. Just yeah. when it, when it comes to playoffs, you know, obviously. Only one team is going to be missing the playoffs here compared yeah. to sixty percent in a ten right. yeah, ten team. Yeah, and uh, I think division. and that's usually one of the biggest arguments that people make when it come how when they come out of the alignment, right? When the alignment is announced, as these committees, it's like, hey, why not? But I don't know. Sometimes one of the biggest things that we knew coming out of when they were meeting back in going back to in October and leading up to February's numbers. Uh, being not only reported, but then the the initial, right, the tentative was they were trying to stay away from as many four and five team districts as possible. That's what they were trying is particularly your four teams where everybody kind of advances. Got in, yeah. Yeah, they were trying to stay away from that as much as possible. So. And I think that's the only one just looking at it here. It looks like everybody else is fairly – Decent yeah. sized, and we have a lot of 4A teams now adding soccer programs, and that's what's causing the increase yeah. in the districts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is a this is kind of a ripple effect that you're seeing across the state, whether it be public or private. Because um, I think I mentioned it to you when Taps when Taps announced their 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 alignment mm-hmm. as well back in February, 
this this is going to be the first time where the 4A or the the D3, right? With the 4A taps is equivalent of a 4A. Um, this is going to be the first time where that division is the largest. It's it's typically it's the 5A division two. Um, that's usually the largest, but for the first time ever, it's going to be the 4A division three. That's the largest. You're seeing an influx of of the smaller schools. So could you see, obviously not this year, but maybe in, you know, let's say three, four years uh, or, you know, maybe even a couple of years where maybe they'd bring in a 3A uh, for soccer to kind of that's been weed, the argument. weed out some yeah. of the schools? That's been the argument. That's been the push. That's been, I think, when, once you start diving into the 3A and the more rural areas, sometimes I know you have uh, athletic directors, you have school boards, right, ISDs that they they become a little bit more hard pressed in terms of whether it be not just the numbers but the the funding for that so that's why they've tried to fight it but i think if this if you see this projection at the 4a level if it continues to grow inevitably that's what's going to happen and it's like what you mentioned harry earlier about the idea schools like the ones here in san antonio they end up putting soccer you know you're gonna have some 10 team districts here and well, you just look at 6A with uh, NISD, you're you're moving NISD schools over to the northeast side um, at, the, at this point. I think there's, what, three of them now? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, to me, you're losing some of the historic rivalries uh, that, you know, that, that have been built. Now they could still play, you know, through there. But to me, that's one of the things that I noticed with with – um the 6a and i know it's not just san antonio it's austin it's houston it's and i know there's been rumors of what 7a for football uh along those lines here i'm wondering if that's going to be something that maybe we kind of see i think eventually that's what what's going to end up happening we're going to end up having a 7a soccer division and that's yeah that, yeah yeah. That, yeah that becomes a question do we get a 7a before a three right mm -hmm. yeah because the 7A is going to happen in football. It's just a matter of when, right? Is it one more alignment away or is it two more? But but it's going to the 7A is going to happen in football. So, uh, but yeah, you're right, uh, Harry. You, if you go back, you know, you go back and you look at 26 4A, 27 4A, not only do you have the ideas, but then you also have the harmonies out there. And then now you have the... I, I, in this region, in this area, you have the Great Heart schools, right? You have Northern Oaks, uh, Monta Vista, those schools as well now. Are, hip schools or Jubilee schools too in the future. Well, I think we're – so we're, we're talking about how this crowding is working here. And I know uh, last few episodes that we've had Coach Kano on, he, he kind of, you know, or we got word, I forget if it was whether from you or from somebody – that the Austin schools were going to be moving from region four to region three, which is what happened here in five a, you know, you got Bastrop Georgetown schools like Eastview that, you know, through here, you go into three a most of the Austin, Austin schools. And then you do have, you know, Cedar park, Kyle, Leander, Liberty Hill and four a. Um, but then, you know, you get into the, right. the San Antonio region. And, and then of course you got the Valley schools through here, but, to me, I think this is what the biggest adjustments, you know, you know, I haven't been following this as long as you guys, but to have the Austin Georgetown schools go to region four, how big of a deal is that? Or pardon me, region three. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that 
<clears throat> that's going to be continue. I know we had that conversation the last time. There's a really good video. I have to send it to you where I know who was it? I, I think it was uh, Greg, uh, Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's, right? He was talking about it too, about how as the, as the San Antonio, Austin area, right? That region, the South central, you know, the, uh, South Central Texas area continues to grow. That's going to kind of become the that dividing line where they have to split, where they have to kind of split uh, those areas, uh, and some may end up mixed in together. I mean, it's it's kind of, and then you go back to the rivalry piece too. That's why you had Elmo Heights, right? They were challenging, right? They mm -hmm. were challenging UIL to try to stay in that competitive rivalry. Uh, what was it? I think twenty six. 26, yeah, because yeah, they moved right. to 27. Right. So now part of their argument was kind of what Rafa was arguing earlier is like the the kind of the competitive advantage up front that you're going to potentially be paying the price for come playoff time, mm -hmm. right, where it becomes now a maybe perceived at least as a competitive disadvantage. So districts here, 26, you got Bernie Champion, Como Canyon, Como Piper, I think that's a new school, if if, mm -hmm. I, if uh, correct. Uh, Smithson Valley, uh, Kerrville Tyvee, SA Veterans Memorial, uh, <clears throat> Wagner, Seguin. 27 is Alamo Heights, Brackenwich, Burbank, Edison Highlands, Houston, Jefferson, Lanier, MacArthur. 28, you got Medina Valley, uh, Eagle Pass Wind still, Harlandale, McCollum, Southside, Southwest, uh, South Sand, and Southwest Legacy. Um, and then, you know, you got the Corpus Christi and, and, you know, the Valley schools, you know, and the other four uh, regions or four districts on here. So, and of course the district 25, Buda Hayes, Cedar Park, uh, Kyle Lehman, Leander, Leander Glenn, Leander Rose, and Liberty Hill and Lockhart. Anything stands out to you, uh, Rafa? Uh, 26, five, it just got tougher with, 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 um, with Swinson Valley. And, and and Piper too, even though they're they're still a new school, they got everybody returning back, so they're gonna be they're gonna be a contender. Um, Bernie Champion versus Simpson Valley is gonna probably be the game the game of the year for that for that district, for both boys and girls. You know, you know, I'm sure the boy, Bernie Champion boys have a bad season this year, but I think they'll bounce back. So that'll be the game to watch. And then 27, 5A, uh, I think Alamo Heights is gonna dominate that district. Uh, uh, MacArthur will probably will be able to contend and get a, get a playoff spot. You're uh, really going out on a limb on that one, Rafa. 27, <laughs> 27, 5A. So here's a question that I have. Is there any reason why they didn't switch Seguin um, and Alamo Heights? Because, uh, you know, like I said here, this is nothing against the, the Seguin kids. But to me, having them play, you know, you know the you know the Brackenridge, Burbanks, Edison – I think probably would have been a little bit more closer competitive wise um, along those lines, or do they got to try to balance it out, you know, where, where you don't just have a heavyweight division. And I'm sure that was part of their, uh, their protest with UIL, but I don't know. I, I, I know that that question was posed and I'm that sure was that it. was part of it, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Any thoughts on that, Rafa? <clears throat> uh, I think he stepped away for a second oh, uh, okay. for that here. So I know you're from El Paso here, or you have ties to El Paso. Anything that sticks out uh, for the you know the two just two districts over in El Paso, right? Yeah. Um, no, just some minor shifting here. Three. What is that? Three six. 
district. So you'll notice um, 25A. 25A will stay largely the same. The only difference is you now have Conatillo shifting over to District 1. And then 15A. 15A is the one that looks a l significantly more different because a couple of those schools that we were just that you were just showing in 14A, mm -hmm. they they left that district to go down to 4A. So so they literally went from 15A to 14A. So um no, these these look you these look relatively balanced. Historically, two five A has been you know the significantly stronger district at you know at, at this level. Um, but uh, you have especially on the boys side, you just you have multiple state champions in that district. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of what was what was expected. Anything stand out to you uh, on the st on the state side here, uh, Rafa? That nine and ten, nine and nine five A and ten five A. No, uh, no. The, the Frisco schools, they keep on building schools, and I think they're about. I think they're about to build another one. Yeah, uh, they're going to end up probably having two districts. Yeah, that will be your seven A, right? Frisco's going to have their own classification. Right? Yeah, I think eventually, <laughs> eventually that's what. Or they're going to end up being two six A's, or or yeah. they may you know kind of shift around to have five A's, but we'll we'll see. Have? What is that right now? Are there, is that 12 schools? What is that? Yeah, the one, two, three, three four, four, five, six, six seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, right there. Yeah. Yeah, I think they were projected to have 12 to 14 schools. Wow. So they end up Dallas like has got one, two, three, six, nine. Yeah, that's a Dallas size. 14. And then they also have Adams, Conrad, uh, Samuel. Those are part of Dallas ISD. Right. And then Seagullville is also Dallas ISD, so they and Spruce, so those ones got kind of pushed out to the to the northeast side of Dallas with with the Mesquite schools. Wow. Who's H? Do you know who H with Glenia Park? Oh, Houston probably. Houston, yeah, that, that's all. Houston ISD, and one thing with Houston ISD, their their enrollment's been going down a lot. A lot has to do because there are a lot of those those um. Because of schools like Harmony and also there's the idea schools, right, right. Those yeah, charters, those, those charter schools are really t in the inner cities are taking a lot of the student population. So you may end up seeing a lot of those Houston schools in the next realignment, maybe down to four A. You know, and then you have the Austin, the Austin ISD schools were all grouped together. I think they're a petition because there were some that were supposed to be in four A, but they got moved up to five A this year. And normally, like Lockhart would be kind of linked in with them, but like I said, now they're with the, with the which is kind of weird that they put two two schools south of Austin versus uh, right four schools in the South Austin area uh, to, uh, with the uh, schools that are northwest of Austin. So that's yeah. kind of a, that's a drive there. Yeah, I, I think here here it's going to be interesting because I think from from our perspective, right, our region here. 26 you know 26 4a is just going to be a kind of a battle royal right and and uh with piper will be immediately come you know immediately competitive very strong right out of the gate next year when they're competing at the varsity level um you know but you got you got champion in there which has the pedigree uh, especially on the girls side and then smithson valley will be a gigantic factor obviously in this district as well um and then you got some schools there that 
you don't know what direction they're going to go, you know, in terms of your, you know, Canyon, Tyvee, you know, Tyvee's been down this year. Historically, they're, they're strong, they're solid. Um, but then some of these other districts, these surrounding districts, I think, what is it? Is it 24, 23, a 23, a, I think it is 23 and 24. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 20, that one for 23 in particular is like, is now you have a couple of schools that, it's going to be like, who wants to, who wants to take charge of this district? You know, it's going to be a fight for power. Like who wants to, who wants to announce their presence here that they want to be the, you know, be the power of the district. So, I mean, and you, you've got some strong names there. You yeah. Know, yeah, Henderson. yeah. Uh, Henderson's a tough team, especially on the girls side. Uh, Georgetown East for you. Both they, yeah. They're in the playoffs, Georgetown. And then Pflugerville. Uh, I think those are your four teams. It's Conley. I think Conley boys has a good squad. So you got four or five good teams in that district 23. Right. right. They're going to be contenders. Um, then, then, then that Killeen district, um, they have that new school Chaparral. Uh, that's the new that. So that's eventually a lot of the Killeen schools are going to end up dropping on the five, a in the near future. Um, you know, that's, that's a, what uh, what I've seen, and then also that District Twenty is a, a brutal one too. You got the four Bends and the and the Fosters. Um, I have a friend that coaches at Fullshear, and he says it's a it's a playoff game for each each district game they play in. And, and I know it's real early, but come playoff times, is is it better for the Austin schools playing the San Antonio in the Valley compared to playing, you know, Houston? Houston area schools is, is there that mm-hmm. is there a difference or is the path know. harder or easier? It's going to be interesting coming out this first year. These first year of the alignments are always interesting because to see who emerges. Because I mean, you look at thirty one, look at thirty one and thirty two five a there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're strong. They are strong. So it's going to be a matter of I don't I don't know. I I think it's too early to be able to tell as far as what is the preferred route, but. I just see multiple districts here at, at this level, at the 5A level across the state, where it's going to be this combination of incredibly, or this balance, I should say, of, hey, can you make the argument that your district is just, that you're battle-tested because your district is incredibly strong, or are these, a lot of these schools, they're just going to, you know, beat the crap out of each other over the course of a season and you're not going to have a, you know, one or true one or two true powers coming out of maybe each of these districts. Um, that's going to be the tough one. I think if you're in a, maybe a nine or 10 team district, and if you know it's not a strong district, I think it's imperative that you play a very tough tournament to play some elite teams. Because most of these districts are nine and 10 now with the exception yeah, of correct, 28. Correct. Which of course that's one of your complaints against Southwest. Well, see, because you added now South Sam, and South Sam is traditionally not a strong team. So you know, if you're gonna go up against, you know, that second round game, it's gonna be either Liberty Hill, or it could be a Bernie Champion, or it could be a Spencer Valley, or or or, or, or Leander Roos. You need to schedule some games that mm-hmm. are that type of caliber teams. That way you know how to play against that type of speed. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. normally how they'll do it, they'll do what, 25, 26, 27, 28, and then you'll have 29 and 30, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then 31, 32. So for San Antonio, you'll have Alamo Heights. And this is where 
this is probably their concern. You know, we don't really foresee them having much trouble, you know, with, with the District 27 at this point. Now, of course, things can change. But even if you add 28 there, Southside, you know, I know they lost their coach. They're very, very competitive, you know, this this year. And, and they've been competitive for, what, three years. But really, there's no, you know, if, if you're talking about, you know, getting to what, to the Sweet 16 or, you know, getting, you know, getting past the first two rounds before really facing, you know, and anybody that you think would, would be on the same level, right? Well, it's actually that second round game. If you look, if you go back to the, to the, to that um, bracket, for, you know, for the boys, it's it's going to be a tough matchup for them. I think it was going to be, I think, Georgetown or Cedar Park. Well, no, I'm talking about with the new brackets, not this yeah. year, but with the new ones here. Because historically, they, they grouped the 25-26 yeah, but it's 27-28. So it's, it's the same thing this year. Because 27, like the SAISD schools are playing the, the South San Antonio area right. schools the Eagle Pass. So. For that, Alamo Heights, yeah, they're, Alamo they're moving Heights. down. They're going from 26, which was, you know, one yeah, of the play, top. Play, yeah, they'll play the a winner, a, a, a second round matchup with a with a 25 or 26. Okay. So it's it's important for so they're still going to face them. Yeah, yeah, they still have to face them. And if you look at the brackets now, it's still the same. They're going to have to really schedule some teams at that caliber, knowing. Like, hey, we're not going to get much competition in this district. We're going to have to step it up and find some elite teams to play in the, you know, prior to that to get to get some game, you know, play, play at that speed. So moving up to 6A here, uh, El Paso districts, what? Well, there's only one El Paso It's just district. one, just one 6A. Yeah, this is a... Uh, yeah, this is a this is a behemoth. This is a they uh, they uh, they compete. They they beat each other up pretty good in this district, especially, <laughs> especially on the boys' side. Um, so, be interesting to see what that's like as far as once Eastlake graduates their their talent this year, because um, right now it's Eastlake and then everybody else uh, on the on the boys' side, and then on the on the girls' side. I mean, you have. For example, I know I was, uh, saw a t- it was a tweet from Franklin's Franklin's head coach yesterday. They've won nine district games already, and here they are. They still haven't clinched the playoff spot. So that tells you that should tell you a lot. <laughs> so is you know, and I think you mentioned El Paso schools are you know you know kind of going the other direction, but. You know, this is already what three, five, nine. nine districts. So you could fit one more team in there, or do you think that you know somebody will get booted over to District Two? You know, facing more than Midland Odessa's. Yeah. No, I I doubt it. I think there, I could see I could see this becoming two districts at the six A level, mm-hmm. if if there was if there was one more team, because um, they just added one. It used to only be eight. the The big change here is El Dorado entered uh, entered the mix so eldorado's getting getting moved up from 5a so which and they used there they used to be in that 25a the behemoth that i was telling you about before so um so i think where you're headed you'll probably see next um because i don't see any of these other schools going down i don't see any of these other schools going down anytime soon so um I think your next next cycle, I think you could be looking at a tenth team in that district. 
Um, any any anybody else uh, sticking out to you? Either Region One or Region Two districts. District Six. <laughs> District Six. Uh, mm -hmm. a murder, murder row. And also, also Fire the Mountain, one Hebron Marcus. Yeah. Five, five as well. I mean, four, five, and six are murder row. Yeah, you just go through. Yeah, absolutely. Four, yes, five. Carroll, Byron Nelson, the Keller schools, and then five in District Five. You got Allen, the McKinney's, the Prospers, um, six, and even seven too. Seven, Jesuit. You got Jesuit, and you got Highland Park. Highland Park's moving up from five A to six A. And so, and then those Richardson schools are no slouches either. Yeah. And then the Arlington schools moving yeah, over. Yeah, from, from the bit. soccer perspective, it'll be interesting to see. Um, does does Highland Park not skip a beat, or you know, or do, does it take them a little bit to make that adjustment? The uh, Houston area region two. I don't think anything stands out. More playing schools. Nineteen is a is is a brutal district in region three. It's the, the Katy the Katy district. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you got you got Tompkins, you got Seven Lakes, Morton Ranch has a great program, Cinco Ranch has a great program, and then Jordan's moving up, starting up, and then you got Patel moving up from five A to six A. That's like I said, that's that's gonna be. I have I think I remember one year they had like four straight regional I don't know, state finalists from that from that district. Uh, another school, uh, the other one is uh, 15 with the nine schools. That's another tough one. You said 15? The, yeah, 15 is another tough one. Yeah, and then your Cy Lakes and Cy Springs, they got a lot of great talent. Langone Creek is a great program. Um, you also have um, the Woodlands. I think they're in Region 2. Um, yeah, which they're in 13, I believe. They're in 13. Uh, six yeah, eight. the Woodlands, Conroe up in Conroe. Yeah, that's another rural district. Yeah, I'm sure Willis is not happy about moving up to 6A because it used to be a 5A school. So the same thing with Cleveland too. So that's that's a real tough district. And then like even 25, 25 still stacked too. So 5A Austin schools are in Region Three, but Region you know 6A they're still in Region Four. Right. Uh, for yeah. here, there's. Um, I think immediately. I think on the surface here, when you look at it from the soccer perspective. This kind of becomes region, region one and region four are like one and one A, I think, and then there's everyone else, you know, in terms of region two and region three. And that's no disrespect to, particularly right. as Rafa mentioned, uh, you know, your district, your district nineteen and your district fifteen out of two and three respectively. But I mean, just there is just so much quality across so many mul across multiple districts in region one and region four. The the one that stands out is twenty six. You're adding two quality programs with Johnson and Dripping Springs. Dripping Springs is going to be able to compete in in six. Westlake, Lake Travis, Bowie. Yeah, I'm sure Westlake and Lake Travis are not happy. Well, Del Valley as well. You meant Del Valley's been very successful. Yeah. yeah, but for for girls soccer, Lake Travis and Westlake are not happy having having a, having them. Dripping Springs. Yeah. What about 25 with Vandergriff, uh, yeah, the 25. Round Rock schools? 25 is the sneaky good district. I think that doesn't doesn't get enough of credit uh, of the credit because of the schools that are in 26. But you can and make then, you can make that argument that top to bottom, 25 is stronger than 26. 27 
Um, you got Sybil of Steel, Jetson, New Braunfels, East Central, San Marcos, Clemens. Uh, 28. Uh, you got Brandeis, Clark, Marshalls, the school that moves over this year. Churchill, Johnson, Lee, Madison, Reagan, Roosevelt. Uh, Northside, Sotomayor, New School, enters in. Uh, Warren, Taft, Stevens, Jay, Holmes, Harlan, Brennan. 30, Del Rio, Eagle Pass, uh, Laredo, Alexander, Johnson, United, United South, uh, Edinburgh, uh, you know, three of the schools there, uh, Far Swan and Alamo, Brownsville, Hanna, Rivera, Harlingen, Les Fresno. Anything that stands out uh, in Region 4 outside the Austin schools, which we kind of talked about, the big one is Dripping Springs moving up, right? I think that's the big one. 27, I think 27, uh, 6, 8, I think it, they took a hit. Losing Spencer Valley, oh, lose yeah. a lot. You know, I think now I think it's it's going to either be Clemens or Steele are going to be the maybe even the Braunfels. I think those are your three teams that are going to dominate that district. And then uh, I'm sure Marshall's not happy going to 28 <laughs> 6A. It's I mean it's going to make it even more of a gauntlet there. Um, and that's so, the one that I was talking about losing the history. Because Marshall's been a Northside school for multi decades, right? Going back to the fit, you know, fifties and sixties, or you know, I think I think I saw that they're that old of a school um, along those lines. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, yeah, Rafa spot on with twenty seven. I think you you can definitely make the argument that now with Smithson Valley gone and we don't know exactly what you're going to have with some of these programs going forward in a, you know, in a new Braunfels, in a steel, in a Clemens who are graduating a lot of, you know, quality players is you can make the argument that 27 is now closer to a, a 30 or 31 than they used to. It wouldn't, you know, than what they would have been in the past to like a, maybe a 28 or, or even 29. Yeah, then the the new school Sotomayor. Um, I know they'll take their bumps early, but they'll be year two. Look out for them in year two. I think they'll have a lot of returning lettermen. I think they're gonna have they're gonna pull a lot of talent from Sotomayor's from, pulling from Taft and O'Connor, right? And Harlan. Harlan, yeah. Because so, I've heard whispers that Sotomayor isn't gonna be the normal first year school just because of the talent that they're be, they're gonna be bringing in. Correct. But that second year, I think they're going to surprise a lot of people because they'll have they'll have the a year under their belt, and then they're going to return everybody on that on that team. And that's not normally happen. It's like the same case with Piper. Piper's going to be a team to to be look out, you know, to be looking out for in five A for next year. Here, here's a question, and like I said, you you guys know about this, you know, a lot, a lot more than I do. Would Alamo Heights been better off going to 26 or District 27 6A than where they went? Because uh, the population, they're about what? I think they're like 14, about 14. Well, we've seen some schools that get moved up due to space or regional that, those that'd lines. That would be too much. Too UIL much. wouldn't allow it. Be, okay. If it's within 100 or maybe 200 students, I think they will. Okay. But I was just trying to think. Of, this seems like a little bit more competitive district compared to, you know, where they were placed and uh, for the hair. That's the reason why I just tossed yeah, that one out there. Big gap, big gap in student population. They won't do it. I think eventually, 
MacArthur will go back to 6A in two years. I think that they were just below, I think, not what, about 100 students. I think if, I think North, Northeast is probably going to eventually make sure that they move back to 6A. Yeah, and, and the other piece, too, is don't <laughs> trust me. As someone that lives up in this, in that area, uh, Smithson Valley will be back up to 6A probably within the next, uh, no more than two rotations at worse just in terms of the projected growth in uh in that area and they keep building schools here on the west side up here in san antonio so final thoughts uh on the realignment you think they did a good job anything anything outside of the alamo heights i, I know that was the biggest story uh in san antonio anything anything that you wish they would have done that they didn't do i think that's pretty much what was predicted I think it's like I was close to my mirror image of the volleyball and basketball alignment. You know, it was about the same, except for some of those new programs that are coming in, like the Myote and then like Pearsall. Um, like I said, and then just adjusting some schools here and there, like Coach mentioned, the little dividing line between Region 2 and Region 4. So that's, you know, we'll see at the next realignment. You know, who knows what other schools – like I said, the Metroplex is always growing. Austin's always growing. Like I said, I, I, I foresee like schools like Taylor. Taylor's going to end up being a 5A because they're building houses there. Rock, Rock may end up adding another high school. Um, so it's going to be – and then here too, is gonna, it's going to be I – like, I remember driving down where Southwest is. They're building a new subdivision. They may need another – a third high school soon. So it's it could – you're going to – we're going to see ripple effects probably within the next five years. And I think we may end up seeing a seven A, like Coach predicted. I think there's going to be there's going to be a seven A soccer. Any final thoughts, Coach, uh, from you? And, and thank you for hopping on. Uh, I guess Rafa says next week, next uh, Wednesday, most likely will be the uh, marathon bracketology uh, show here. Uh, I'm going to try to reach out to somebody up in the Dallas area that covers for one of the papers up there to see if he would be interested. Um, I'm going to try to reach out to Jacob, you know, who does down in the Valley and covers high school sports down there. Um, if you know anybody, you know, over in West Texas, uh, that would be interested in coming on, please, you know, please let us know, uh, for that here, but, uh, your final thoughts, uh, for this evening. So that way you can get home and spend some time with the family. No, I think we covered everything, everything. I mean, it was, it's good. It's, it's going to be exciting. It's, it's that exciting time of the year, right? It's the state playoffs. So um, I think I've had, I don't know, it's in probably was today, Wednesday, right? I've had in the last two days, I've probably had more people ask me why, uh, <laughs> why did the UIL wait so long to start the actual state playoffs from when most teams have already wrapped up district play? And, that was my yeah, question as well. Yeah. Yeah. And the question I have for the best that I, from what I've pieced together and speaking with people and then just from how I look at scheduling is keeping in mind that it's an outdoor sport with the spring breaks. Right. And you have to try to really account. Most spring breaks are spaced out in Texas over the, over the span of two weeks, right. This mm -hmm. week and last week. Um, but because it is an outdoor sport, you know, you're inevitably going to have the uh, winter, uh, the like winter we had last week, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. The winter postponements, uh, postponements of district matches. Um, so for that reason, especially when you start talking about out in north, 
North Texas, the Plains, the Panhandle, and then out in West Texas, you're inevitably going to have at least one game where you have to reschedule um, um, reschedule a district match. So I think for those reasons, uh, that said, I think I think UIL could be a little bit, I don't know, not I don't want to say tighter because you do have games. I now have, I think I've counted now at least five matches where they're still going to be played as late as next Monday, the mm-hmm. uh, uh, March 21st with district certification the plans, being the yeah. next, right. Being the next day. So, um, so yeah, I mean, here's two that I wrote down actually from when we were talking about uh, the four, a four, a matchup is you have Bernie and Bandera and Wimberley and Davenport. They're both playing um, on the, on Monday, the 21st. So those were two that I didn't know that were, that, that were going to still be played. So, um, so yeah, I, I just wanted to share that. I think it's important because it apparently it's been on a lot of people's minds. I've, I've been asked that quite a bit in the last two days. So, um, so something to think about, but yeah, I think Rafa and I hit on it with inside in, on mm-hmm. inside Texas high school soccer on Sunday that I think that there's a better way in terms of a better format in terms of just a couple of days where to get a really good product in terms of the playoffs um as far as timing in between these a couple of days between you know the the regional tournament and the state tournament because that was that was probably one of the best one of the beauties that came out of last year since they didn't play the the traditional regional tournament which is back-to-back days at a single site um you ended up with a better what uh, what a lot of people a better product right better games so um so yeah so uh, but yeah, it, I mean, it is what it is right now. But I think we challenge, we just continue to make that push and that challenge for coaches to make that, you know, make that push to your administration, make that push to your athletic directors to have them ask those questions up in Austin. Rafa, your final thoughts? That was like what Coach said. I think hopefully, maybe eventually later, though, maybe start the season a little bit later. I think to you know avoid a lot of the weather. And also, I think maybe the state needs to also kind of come into <clears> schedule <throat> spring break all, all the schools at the same time. I think you know they, they can use that week as a as a break for the players, you know. And if ECNL wants to play during that week, go ahead, be our guest. But that way, you know, we don't have situations like okay, one team's off from school and the other one is not, and that's what we're seeing like right now. I think if we have one universal week for spring break, that way. It's pretty much fair for all the teams and so forth. And that way it also helps push on that. I think I mentioned to Coach on Sunday about the, even the playoffs, um, you know, not playing two games in the, within the week. <laughs> uh, like the, the area game and the quarterfinal game in one in one week. I think playing one playoff game each Thursday, Friday, or Saturday each week, I think it will be a lot better for the players. It gives them a lot of better recovery time and, and, and you know, less travel during the middle of the week, especially missing school. So hopefully that's some things that can, the coaches will consider push that for the next year. Here, Here's an idea. Um, I know this is done in Colorado quite a bit is you'll have, let, let's say a quad of four, um, you know, they'll, they'll play, let's say on a Thursday and then the champ, you know, then, then, you know, the two winners play on a Saturday through there. Could you see that something like that working? For it here, where you have it at one, you know, let's say the highest seed host, yeah, uh, you know, you know, they're they're, they're you know, they're, they're they're little quadrant, 
right. um, along those lines. Is, is that something that you could see? Because every region gets a first, a second, you know, along those lines here. Right, right. You know, I know it probably a little bit added expense for hotels, a little bit right. missing school along those lines. But let's be honest, school, you know, missing school now is not like it was when I went to school. You know, you know you've got computers, you can still attend classes and, and stuff like right. that. Um, depending on internet capabilities, is that something that you could see where maybe they would adapt? Yeah, the uh, I think the yeah, that's a great point. I, I forgot about that from when I was there in Colorado as well. The, the pod play, right? Pod mm -hmm. play. They put them in groups, and uh, I mean it's exactly how the NCAA plays out. Uh, not that NCAA is the greatest, you know, example, <laughs> role model. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but in terms of tournament play, that's exactly how they play out the. <laughs> You know the first couple of rounds of uh, of the tournament. You know you'll have the highest seeded team hosts kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, I, could we and maybe just play one one round of district play, and then after the round of district play, whoever then you do the seeding off of that, and then you play a like a conference tournament, like a district tournament, um, and then the top four teams end up going to the playoffs, and then you just finish. But I'm talking about the playoffs, though. You know, oh. mainly for the playoffs. You know, if you if if you you know using Harlan as as an example, Harlan won their district. You mm -hmm. know the you know the the two, three, and four seeds that that are in in their district, they would host at you know let's say at Ferris or you know at Gus. Um, you know they would host it through there. So those other three teams would you know come in, you know get here on Thursday or you know. You know, Wednesday night, depending on how far how far away, you know, especially if you're coming from Brownsville, maybe come in Wednesday night after after school. You know, play well NCAA when they have the, those turn the regional tournament. Yeah, yeah, that's how they play their first their first mm -hmm. couple of rounds. But that's why they'll only seed they. If you notice in the NCAA tournament, especially at the D one level, they only seed so many teams, Correct. right? Not every team. It, it's not like the NCAA basketball tournament at all, where every team is is seated, right? Correct. Um, but yeah, but but I, I also see where Rafa's coming from from the standpoint of, or at least how I understood it is, I think it's merging where your idea, Harry, but with with if teams if teams maybe play, and you could pull that off too because the since the districts are so much bigger now, you don't have to do your your quote unquote home and home, you know. Uh, home and away series. I think now, if everybody plays each other once to establish seeding for a then you know district tournament, and that's how you get your you know, I I think then you end up with you end up with more time right to prepare and schedule out the playoffs right. I think, I think or even schedule more non district games too, yeah. a couple more as well. So. We're getting on two hours here, so I uh, hate to cut the conversation short, but uh, uh, we got to get out of here. Uh, <laughs> uh, please, uh, you know, like I said here, for you know, San Antonio plays away um, or even on the high school matches. If you go to satxsoccer.net, if you look in the bottom right hand corner, there's a little microphone. Um, if you want to leave, leave a comment, feedback, you know, you know, explain, hey, what happened in game X, you know, along those lines, please do. It'll kept, you know, basically record off your microphone on your phone or whatever device that you're using. And then we can use that for, you know, you know, for the, you know, uh, you know, for the show, if you want to interact with us uh, for that here next week, uh, will be the big uh, uh, 
um, what are we calling it? Bracketology, the Rafa, you know, the the fifty fifty and essay. Uh, uh, essay soccer yeah, roundtable bracketology. Need up, I need to come up with a name, right? Uh, something bracketology. I don't know. Something bracketology year two uh, for it here. Yeah, um, year two. Yeah, yeah. Longer, I, longer than year one. I don't know. Hopefully, so, I won't be uh, scrambling to get the brackets in like I was tonight. Uh, that was my bad. So sorry about that here. But uh, bracketology strikes back. Bracketology, but yes. And then, of course, uh, don't forget to. Um, Make sure that you uh, report your scores at uh, hashtag 210 soccer scores or hashtag uh, TXHS SOCS HOC scores uh, for that here. Uh, for that here. And like I said here, please tune in, uh, you know, uh, before we get you out here. Uh, who's your next guest uh, coming on this week for the 50 50? Uh, lining that one up right now as we speak, actually. So I was hoping. I was hoping that could be finalized <laughs> so I could announce it on here, but, uh, but just uh, just waiting on uh, waiting on them to confirm. But if if all goes well, it'll it'll be a good one. It'll hopefully be coming. Well, coming I'm all been good, educational as well for me. Coming your way hopefully. on Monday, hopefully. So yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, Rafa and like so, we saw Scott this past weekend. So shout out to Scott. Uh, he mentioned how's he that doing? He will... How's he? How's he doing? Good. <clears throat> he's a mm. uh, he's a hockey guy now, right? <laughs> Uh, we asked him if he was following soccer this year, and he's like, "No, not yet." So uh, I think next year he'll he'll be our uh, reporter uh, up there in Wichita Falls nice. uh, for that here. But no, it was, it was pretty good. Uh, like I said here, I spent the first half uh, in my seats, the second half uh, in the bunker, um, and so the second half, I, I had to rewatch the game just to see what happened um, for that here. But it was fun getting out, uh, tailgating, you know, showing up to the SAFC match. Uh, Coach, I think you were out there, right? I think you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't the, get to uh, see you. Got the season tickets again in a whole new area. So I had had to adjust to that. But it's 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 good. It's a, What section uh, did you end up in? 102. 102, 102. row two. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I You're think. getting closer to that first row yeah. there. Yeah, I think some of the I think some of the sweat was landing on us. I think so. Yeah. So, but uh, thank you guys for coming on, uh, uh, Coach and, and Rafa here. Uh, what's Thanks life without me. goals? We're out of here. <laughs>